Come through the sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Incensor SCU! This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the best podcast you never heard of. My name's Tom. I am your host. Today is Sunday, February the 7th, 2021. I want to thank everybody for listening, watching, and subscribing on uh, YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Head over to our website, which is catchhookshoot.wixsite.com slash catchhookshoot to find find the podcast, videos, uh, interviews, merchandise, pretty much anything you're looking for uh make sure you're following on social media on all platforms you can find the show at catch hook shoot head to patreon.com slash catch hook shoot for bonus content pro wrestling tees.com slash catch hook shoot for t-shirts and check out our other web store at catch hook shoot you can find all that and more at our link tree which is link tree slash catch hook shoot or if you're watching on youtube just scan this little qr code right here in the corner of your screen and you'll get links to everything that is catch hook shoot and if you ever want to shoot me an email it's catch hook shoot at gmail.com um again this week uh we're starting off on a sad note uh yeah the uh the wrestling world suffered its uh, first loss of 2021 uh with uh the passing of hacksaw butch reed earlier this week um known to uh, WWE audiences as the natural Butch Reed. He wrestled in uh, in Mid-South and WWE, WCW as one half of the tag team Doom with Ron Simmons and just really one of the, you know, one of one of the the all-time greats that I think doesn't get a lot of uh, a lot of attention. I'm not going to say he's underrated, but I think he is uh, overlooked a little bit in the conversation of uh some of the all-time greats in the wrestling business. So uh, rest in peace to Hacksaw Butch Reed. So let's get right into everything that's going on in the uh, the world of pro wrestling this week, starting it all off like we always do with the match of the week. So this week's match of the week comes from NXT uh, on uh, this past Wednesday, and it was a match from the Dusty Classic, uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher versus Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. Um, yeah, I mean, this was just an awesome tag team match from start to finish, you know, with these four guys right now, arguably, possibly the top four in ring competitors in NXT that, you know, there's definitely an argument to be made there, but, uh, yeah, just a great tag team match. Uh, Ciampa and Thatcher were victorious, so they're moving on in the Dusty Cup. So if you have not seen this match, definitely go back and check it out. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher versus Adam Cole and Roderick Strong from NXT this past Wednesday. Just a fantastic tag team match. So let's move into our next segment here, which is my top three highlights of the week, and that is the three count. First up on the three count this week, Edge wins the Men's Royal Rumble match and is going to the main event of WrestleMania. A little bit of a surprise. I... I, you know, I predicted Daniel Bryan as the winner just based on how they were building towards the match. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Edge coming back from his uh, his tricep injury, entered at number one, and went all the way through. Lasted 58 minutes and 30 seconds, roughly. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to Edge uh, coming back and uh, winning the Rumble. Like I said, getting the, uh, the main event spot at WrestleMania. Uh, number two on the three count this week, uh, Alexa Bliss, who's been spending a lot of time on the three count. But, uh, yeah, just I, I've said it over and over again, and I will keep saying it. Alexa is my favorite part of Monday Night Raw right now. And, um, you know, she had a match with uh, with Nikki Cross. And, again, you know, some of the uh, the tricks and stuff that we've seen from her over the, the past several, several weeks, uh, transforming in the middle of the match and and that kind of thing and she did pick up the victory there and then uh kind of having not really a confrontation with randy orton but uh just like passing him on the ramp staring him down a little bit orton not even looking at her as he was uh on his way to the ring and then uh 
during the main event, which was Edge versus Orton, Alexa Bliss just kind of appearing, sitting on the ring post, and uh, some type of black something dripping from her mouth, and then uh, you know just as quickly disappearing, and uh, Orton ended up uh, ended up losing that match to Edge, which I'm guessing was kind of the uh, the the finale to their rivalry. Because, uh, as we talked about a minute ago, Edge moving on to the main event of WrestleMania. And uh, Orton apparently continuing his feud with Alexa and The Fiend. And number three on the three count, Kenta making an appearance on AEW Dynamite. Uh, so it would appear that that, uh, that forbidden door between New Japan and AEW is uh, is open at least a crack. Because we had uh, Kenta show up right at the end of Dynamite and attack John Moxley. Uh, Kenta, of course, is the number one contender for the IWGP United States Championship, which is currently held by Moxley, and they will be having a uh, they will be having that match for the United States title uh, later on this month at a New Japan show. So, uh, yeah, it looks looks like there there's some type of uh, working relationship between New Japan and AEW. I don't know how far that relationship goes, as it's just a one-time thing, but uh, Kenta will be on Dynamite again this week, teaming with Kenny Omega, uh, going up against uh, Moxley and I believe believe Archer? I think that's who Mox's partner is going to be. I didn't write it down. So, (laughs) but, uh, so yeah, uh, New Japan and uh, and AEW, so lots of possibilities there if this is the same type of relationship that AEW has with Impact. So, uh, you know, we'll have to see where where this is going to go. But yeah, Kenta showing up on AEW Dynamite this week, and I'm I'm definitely here for it. So, uh, yeah, let's get into uh, some more results from the Royal Rumble last weekend. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler uh, regained the women's tag team titles from Charlotte Flair and Asuka, of course, with some some interference from uh, Lacey Evans and Ric Flair, which is pretty much how I thought that one was going to go. Uh, Drew McIntyre retained the WWE Championship against Bill Goldberg. Um, very short match, maybe like five minutes, if that. Um, but I know, you know, uh, nobody nobody really was real enthused about Goldberg coming back and definitely was not enthused about him uh, possibly winning the championship. So, um, yeah, Drew McIntyre did retain. Sasha Banks retained her women's championship against Carmella. Uh, Roman Reigns retained the Universal Championship against Kevin Owens in a really good um, last-man-standing match. Some really cool spots in this one. And there was some people complaining because there, there was a golf cart spot where, you know, uh, Roman Reigns basically ran over Kevin Owens. And, uh, you know, people say, oh, they're ripping off AEW, which is complete bullshit, honestly. (laughs) You know, people have been getting run over by some type of vehicle for decades in pro wrestling, going all the way back to the territory days. So it's not anything new. It wasn't new when AEW did it. You know, I mean, I I loved it when AEW did it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not not knocking them. They used it as a a semi-comedic spot, you know, whereas WWE... A little bit more, a little bit more serious. The context of it, but uh, point is, people have been getting run over by stuff in wrestling forever. So nobody's ripping off anybody. It's been done a million times, and you know it's all about how it's done and why it's done as to whether or not it, it works well. And I think this particular one worked well. Um, and uh, as far as the the rumble matches, we already talked about Edge winning the men's rumble, and Bianca Belair was your winner of the women's Royal Rumble, so she will be moving on to WrestleMania for a uh, championship match as well. Um, yeah, I, I said it uh, last week on the, the Rumble show. You know, I was uh, Bianca was my pick to win, and I'm really hoping she's going to be challenging Sasha Banks because I that's a match that I want to see. And a few few surprises in the uh, the men's Rumble match. We had uh, Carlito make his return to WWE. Uh, that's I wouldn't necessarily call that a surprise. People have been talking about that for quite a while. Uh, Seth Rollins made his return which I think was somewhat expected by some people. But for me, the big surprise in the men's rumble was Christian making his return. And uh, apparently that was a surprise to everybody. Like, only a handful of people knew he was going to be in the match. And, uh, one, you know, one of the the people who seemed to be very surprised and very happy about it was Edge. He was in the ring at the time, and uh, Christian came out at number 24. And you could just see the the emotion on Edge's face, you know, how happy he was for, uh, for Christian to be... Uh, to be getting back in the ring. So that was just a very, very cool moment uh, with Edge and Christian in the Rumble. So let's move on to uh, what's 
been going on in pro wrestling this week, starting with Monday Night Raw. Uh, we started off with a promo from Drew McIntyre, who uh, you know was uh, talking about Edge. Edge came out to the ring, and Drew, you know, giving Edge all kinds of praise about his, making his comeback and things like that. And Edge uh, seemed almost insulted by it, you know, like uh, like Drew wasn't taking him seriously, didn't see him as a viable threat to the WWE Championship. Um, but Edge did not uh, come out and make his decision as to who he's going to be facing yet. And at the end of all this, we finally saw Sheamus turn on Drew McIntyre and hit him with a brogue kick. Uh, so it looks like we're going to be getting uh, Sheamus and McIntyre for the WWE title. Now, I hope they drag this one out till WrestleMania because that's a WrestleMania match I want to see is Sheamus versus McIntyre. I'm sure we're going to see it at, uh, at the Elimination Chamber most likely. But, you know, I hope the rivalry continues into WrestleMania and that ends up being like a, the, you know, the, the blow off match for that one or, you know, something like that. But I want to see Sheamus and Drew at, uh, at WrestleMania. Uh, Matt, <clears throat> excuse me, Matt Riddle defeated Bobby Lashley by disqualification. Lashley just beat the living hell out of Matt Riddle before, during and after the match. Uh, so much so that, you know, they showed uh, Riddle and the, the trainers and everything trying to help him up and help him to the back and Riddle just like confused didn't know where he was so um yeah so Lashley just uh, just decimating Matt Riddle so I'm sure we haven't seen the last of that one we'll probably see another another United States title match between Riddle and Lashley sometime soon uh Randy Orton cut a promo on Edge talking about Edge made a liar out of him by coming back because Orton had said you know he'd never be back in the WWE so that led to the uh, the main event match that I talked about a little earlier where Alexa made her appearance. Uh, and I already talked about the Alexa versus uh, versus Nikki Cross match. Uh, and Edge did get the victory over Orton in the main event of the show. So moving on to some uh, some AEW dark stuff. Uh, Nick Camarado uh, teamed up with uh, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. And uh, yeah, he Nick Camarado is one... I think AEW is going to start, uh, you know, start building him up and and uh, possibly, you know, have him uh, up on Dynamite a little more often. The guy, I, I'm very impressed with the guy. Uh, if you have not seen him, you know, he he's uh, becoming like a mainstay on on Dark. So definitely head to YouTube, check out AEW Dark. Even if you don't watch the whole show, just uh, check out this Nick Camarado because he, I am impressed with this guy. He he is somebody who could be uh, a you know, a big time player in AEW, so uh, I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on him. <clears throat> so, moving on to uh, some impact news for the week. Um, Havoc picked up a win over Tasha Steele, so they are continuing with this uh, rivalry with Havoc and Nevea versus uh, uh, Tasha Steele's and Kiara Hogan for the, the Knockouts tag team titles found out Ken Shamrock is suspended indefinitely for attacking Impact officials uh, the previous week. Um, Sammy Callahan, of course, not too happy about that. Um, saw a backstage segment with the Good Brothers and Beer Guns, which is James Storm and Chris Sabin. And uh, they are going to be having a match next week for the Impact Tag Team titles. So uh, that, that should be a pretty good match with those two teams. I can't wait to see that one. Josh Alexander got uh, got a win over Madman Fulton, which was a little bit of a surprise to me. But uh, it looks like, you know, since Ethan Page is no longer an impact, it looks like Josh Alexander might be getting a, a little little bit of a, a singles push. So we'll have to see if that keeps going. But, uh, yeah, a pleasant surprise, I should say, uh, Josh Alexander defeating Madman Fulton. Uh, Brian Myers cut an in-ring promo about uh, on Eddie Edwards, and uh, Edwards came out and just jumped all over Brian Myers. And uh, we saw Hernandez come out and uh, yeah make the uh, make the save for Brian Myers and start putting a beating on Eddie Edwards, and that brought out Matt Cardona to make the save. So uh, yeah, interesting uh, yeah interesting uh, you know pairing going on there so it's looking like we're going to see Cardona and Myers on opposite sides here so um, I'm keeping an eye on this one because uh, it's it I think this is going to get interesting uh, Larry D got a win over Crazy Steve and uh, looked like Triple XL was gonna you know kind of put a beating on Crazy Steve after the match until Rosemary got in the ring and kind of scared them away it was <laughs> kind of kind of a, a cool little spot um, Trey Miguel had an interview talking about uh, you know why he uh, 
chose to return to impact and things like that and basically wanting to prove himself as a singles guy made mention of uh you know throughout his entire career he had had two crutches uh obviously talking about des and wentz from the from the rascals uh sammy callahan interrupted this interview so that looks like it's going to be uh trey's uh next uh next rivalry is going to be with sammy callahan so that should make for some very good matches with those two guys uh and then we had uh an interview with Triple XL in the back and found out they are going to be teaming up with Tennille Dashwood to take on Crazy Steve, Rosemary, and somebody else. We don't know who their third partner is going to be. So that, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that should be, again, should be interesting. Uh, Jordan Grace picked up a win over Susan, formerly known as Susie or Sue Young, and uh, was attacked by Deanna Perrazzo and Kimber Lee after the match. And, uh, was uh, the save was made by none other than ODB making her return to uh, to Impact, and then we had another paid ad from AEW, and the, these I think are just entertaining as hell. They're fun little spots. People complain about them, you know. It's like, stop taking it so seriously, you know. Take it take it for what it is. It, it's tongue in cheek. It's meant to be entertaining. It's meant to be funny. It's meant to be like eye rolling and that kind of thing. So take it for what it is and just sit back and enjoy it. Uh, Rohit Raju picked up a win over TJP with some help from a returning Mahabali Shara. So, uh, yeah, um, I would say if the, if it's going to continue that way, Rohit is probably going to be getting the, uh, the X Division title back sooner rather than later. Um, we had a promo from uh, Violent by Design. It's Eric Young's group, and they are trying, still trying to get uh, Cousin Jake to join, join their faction. And I guess Jake is going to be giving his answer next week. And in the main event of the show, Moose and Chris Bay got the win over Tommy Dreamer and Rich Swan. Moving into AEW Dynamite, uh, Chris Jericho was the winner of the Tag Team Battle Royal. Uh, so he and MJF, his tag team partner, have earned a title match against the Young Bucks at AEW Revolution coming up next month. Uh, we saw another promo from Sting and Darby Allen, which of course was interrupted by Team Taz. This uh just building more towards the uh, the street fight between Sting and Darby against Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Uh, next week, Darby Allen's going to be defending the TNT Championship against Joey Janela. That should be uh, <laughs> that should be an interesting match. Now they haven't said it's a hardcore match or anything like that. Wouldn't surprise me if that stipulation is added at some point, but or maybe not. It might just be a straight up one on one match between uh, between Darby and Joey. Either way, I'm looking forward to that one. We don't see Janela on Dynamite a whole lot anymore, and I know that's because he, you know, he's doing a lot of work with GCW and uh, Independence. That that's kind of his bread and butter. But uh, it'll be good to see Joey back on back on Dynamite. Uh, Britt Baker got the win over Thunder Rosa, of course, with a little bit of uh, chicanery involved. So I'm sure we have not seen the last of that one. Matt Hardy and Hangman Page picked up the win over Chaos Project, and uh, this was. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, Matt Hardy's still trying to entice Hangman Page to join his uh, his stable. So we'll see where that one goes. Found out the uh, the women's uh, eliminator tournament for the number one contendership for the AEW women's world title is going to be taking place both in the U.S. and in Japan. So there will be some, uh, you know, and that's why the bracket is split, U.S. and Japan. It's not necessarily American wrestlers and Japanese wrestlers. It just means half the matches are going to happen in the U.S., half are going to happen in Japan. I would assume the finals are going to happen at uh, at Revolution next month. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, the uh, so that's the, uh, the women's eliminator, eliminator tournament. And the uh, the wedding of Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford happened this past week. And as with uh, all wrestling weddings, things went downhill very quickly. Orange Cassidy was hiding in the cake. We saw uh, both Kip and Miro uh, take a little bit of a beating. Miro was actually uh, handcuffed to the ropes by uh, by Chuck Taylor. So uh, you know, and that's when when Kip Sabian kind of got uh, got beaten down a little bit. So yeah, it was your uh, your standard wrestling uh, wrestling wedding. Uh, Sha uh, Shaquille O'Neal and Jade Cargill are going to be taking on Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet on the March 3rd episode of Impact or Impact of Dynamite, and I'm I'm kind of surprised they didn't put this on the pay-per-view, but I, um, I I don't think that's a bad thing that it's not on the pay-per-view. 
because uh, I, I'm I don't know. I'm just not sure about Shaq as a wrestler. I know he's you know he's been in like the the men's battle royal at WrestleMania and that kind of stuff. I know he's um you know made appearances here and there between like WCW and WWE and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, probably a good thing that it's that this match is not on the pay per view. I mean, fans are complaining about it enough as it is to put it in a featured spot on a pay per view. They it would just make things ten times worse in that area. Uh, Lance Archer defeated Eddie Kingston in a lumberjack match, which was just really a, a bit of a cluster. The lumberjacks were all over the place, and you know there was fights going on all all, all around the ring. So, uh, but yeah, in the end, Lance Archer did uh, did pick up the victory there. Uh, and in a backstage segment with uh, with FTR talking about uh, Jurassic Express, we saw that they have Marco Stunt, have him tied to a chair and have his mouth duct taped. So not sure where this is going, but uh, it can't be good for Marco. And Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers got the win over John Moxley, Pac, and Ray Phoenix. Um, yeah, and at, at the end of it all, Lance Archer ended up coming out making the save as... Uh, you know, Omega and the Good Brothers were were putting a beating on uh, on John Moxley, and that's where we saw Kenta make his appearance and just uh, yeah, basically knock Moxley out and stand over him. So this is uh, again leading to that uh, tag team match coming up this week on AEW Dynamite. So let's move on to NXT. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez defeated Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter to move on to the finals of the Women's Dusty Cup. Uh, we found out that at Takeover. Io Shirai is going to be defending the NXT Women's Championship in a triple threat match against Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm. That should be a uh, a very very good match, and that uh, that takeover is uh, taking place next weekend on uh, on Valentine's Day. So uh, it should be, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, Austin Theory got a win over Leon Ruff, and then was attacked by Dexter Loomis. Um, yeah, I'm not not sure what's going on with Dexter Loomis. Who like who is his real target? Is his target theory, or is he ultimately going after Johnny Gargano? That's uh, not a hundred percent clear. Because uh, but it seems like it's Austin Theory. That's what I'm thinking. Why I don't know. I don't I don't think Loomis really cares about reasons. He just kind of goes after people, which I think is kind of a cool gimmick. Uh, Legado del Fantasma defeated Lucha House Party to move on to the semifinals of the Dusty Cup. And we had another promo between Pete Dunne and Finn Balor, and uh, they are going to be having a title match at TakeOver for the NXT Championship. I cannot wait for that one. That is an early contender for uh, for match of the week. Pete Dunne versus Finn Balor. That That is going to be a fantastic match. <clears throat> we actually saw uh, Edge make an appearance for the very first time on NXT, and this was during the uh, Pete Dunne and Finn Balor promo. Uh, of course, uh, as the winner of the Royal Rumble, Edge can challenge for any championship that he wants. So, uh, you know, kind of throwing out there that, hey, I could be could be coming after the NXT title too, which I think would be a nice twist on it because I think Edge versus Balor or Edge versus Dunn, either one would be a great match. And uh, according to uh, the online rumors, WWE, WWE officials want Finn Balor in WrestleMania. So I would assume from that he's going to retain the title against Pete Dunne. Um, but uh, I, I'm not thinking Edge is going to be challenging for the NXT title. I think it's more likely that we're going to see Finn Balor and Karrion Cross at WrestleMania. That's just my, you know, my prediction. That's, that's my uh, uh, armchair booking there. So we'll have to see how that one plays out. Uh, also at TakeOver, Johnny Gargano is going to be defending the North American Championship against Kushida. So that should be, again, a great match. I'm pretty sure we're going to see the finals of both Dusty Cups at TakeOver as well. So that, uh, yeah, that would probably make up the entire TakeOver show. The Dusty Cup finals, those two matches, Gargano versus Kushida, um, uh, Dunn versus Balor, and the Triple Threat Women's match. So I, I would assume that's probably your lineup for TakeOver. <laughs> Uh, Jesse Command, Tony Storm, went to a, uh, a no contest due to interference from Mercedes Martinez. Io Shirai just kind of came out to uh, observe the carnage and then uh, put her own stamp on it and was standing tall at the end of that one. Uh, Santos Escobar 
successfully defended the uh, the cruiserweight championship against Kurt Stallion, and uh, Scarlet and Killer or Carrion Cross made made an appearance during this match. Not sure what the deal is between Cross and Santos Escobar. Uh, it was implied that it was Scarlet who left the tarot card in Escobar's dressing room last week. Um, but I mean, Cross Cross is definitely not a cruiserweight, so he's not uh, not going after the title. So I'm not sure what the what the beef is here. That wasn't real clear. But Scarlet was uh, you know out there watching during the match, and then after the match, Cross came out and kind of got in Escobar's face a little bit. So I have to see where where this one's going. Uh, then we had a confrontation outside the arena again with Karrion Cross, and this time with Edge. So that was. Uh, an interesting stare down between those two. So if that uh, if that match is coming sometime in the future, I am I'm here for it. I want to see that. And I already talked about uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher getting the win over uh, uh, Adam Cole and Roderick Strong, advancing to the semifinals of the Dusty Cup. So moving on to some MLW news here. Uh, Jordan Oliver defeated a member of the Sentai Death Squad from Contra Unit, and. Uh, yeah, I saw an interesting promo from Selena De La Renta uh, talking about her, uh, well, formerly her company, now owned by uh, Azteca Underground, whatever that is. But Promociones Dorado will be investing in the IWA, which is the uh, the wrestling organization out of Puerto Rico that uh, that Savio Vega is a part of. So, uh, yeah, it looks like Selena kind of, um, Selena and Savio are going to be having a uh, some type of rivalry coming up here and with the the wrestlers that are under selena de la renta's management um that that can make for some interesting matches savio vega versus mil muertes savio vega versus la park or any of the parks so uh yeah definitely keep an eye on that one uh let's see what else here uh uh, speaking of los parks they did retain the tag team championships against TJP and Boku Dao, and uh, it looked like we got a little bit of a heel turn from uh, from TJP. Kind of turned his back and walked out on his partner after they uh, after they lost the match. Just looking very frustrated. Uh, Leo Rush and Laredo Kid will be having a title versus title match this coming week on on MLW Fusion. So that'll be uh, Leo Rush's MLW Middleweight Championship versus Laredo Kid's AAA Cruiserweight Championship. So, uh, yeah, it looks... uh, And that looks to be just a ridiculous match between these two guys, so I can't wait to see that one. And uh, Gino Medina defeated Gringo Loco, kind of uh, an interesting interesting match there. Haven't seen Gringo Loco on MLW in quite a while. And, uh, I mean... It was it was a good match, but it just seemed like it was just kind of thrown in there. No real story behind it. It was just it was just a match, but it was a damn good match. And uh, yeah, Mads Kruger was supposed to be having a match with uh, Alexander Hammerstone. Kind of I forget what they called it, but basically like a, a parking lot brawl or something like that. It looked like they were on a construction site or something. But uh, he had like a, a look alike wearing the same kind of mask. Did uh, did Mads Kruger? And uh, while Hammerstone was distracted with him. Uh, Kruger attacked from behind and just uh, laid Hammerstone out, and that's how pretty much how the show ended. So moving into some Ring of Honor news, uh, Jonathan Gresham retained the Pure Championship against Joe Keyes in a very good Pure Rules match. Brian Johnson uh, defeated Danhausen in a YouTube exclusive match, uh, and this this rivalry has been going on for a little while. Brian Johnson was kind of the guy who did not want Danhausen to get his Ring of Honor contract, and Danhausen. You know, had to uh, defeat Brian Johnson to get his contract, which he did at the the last uh, pay per view. So this uh, looks like this rivalry is going to continue. Uh, yeah, OGK, the uh, OG Kingdom, as it were. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett got a win over the Bouncers, and at the end of the match, we saw Vincent and Bateman on the stage, kind of getting into uh, uh, Beer City Bruiser's head a little bit, talking about how you know uh, uh, Taven and and Bennett kind of just uh, overlooking them or, or stuff like that, and uh, which caused Beer City Bruiser to uh, attack Taven and Bennett and just uh, mauled both of them, left them laying. That was that was the end of the show for Ring of Honor this week. Moving into NXT UK, Nina Samuels uh, defeated Zaya Brookside with the old-fashioned loaded purse, cracked her over the head with a, uh, 
uh, yeah, just a, a handbag. I haven't haven't really seen anything like that since like Missy Hyatt and uh, and, and Sensational Sherry. So it's kind of kind of a cool little little uh, throwback thing in that match. Ilya Dragunov got a win over Tyson T-Bone and uh, was just being antagonized by Sam Gradwell basically the whole match. And uh, so Dragunov, you know, kind of went went nuts after the match and just went after uh, Gradwell. So I'm sure this is a match we're going to see coming up very, very soon. Uh, Joe Coffey got a win in basically a squash match and then cut a promo on Rampage Brown. So that's another one I'm sure we're going to see coming up. And Jordan Devlin surprisingly got a win over Dave Mastiff uh, if you if you know if you're not familiar with NXT UK you don't know who these two guys are go back and check this match out because uh, Dave Mastiff at least twice the size of Jordan Devlin Jordan Devlin is the NXT UK cruiserweight champion and uh, you know he does an open challenge every week and uh, Dave Mastiff came out to answer the challenge this time obviously not for the title but uh, yeah Devlin uh, able to pick up the win uh, over Mastiff and what what ended up being a really really good match. So uh, let's move on to Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, of course, the show opened with Roman Reigns in the ring talking about Edge and basically complaining, you know, well, why has Edge uh, he's gone to see all the other champions and he and he's making me wait and this kind of thing. I, that part of the promo to me was a little dumb, for lack of a better word. I mean, Roman's the Universal Champion. The Universal Championship is on SmackDown. SmackDown is on Friday nights. So, you know, was Edge supposed to take the week off and not go to Raw or NXT and, and, you know, hit SmackDown first and then hit Raw and NXT next week? I mean, that just doesn't... That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It doesn't, you know, it, it makes... To me, this is my opinion, it makes Roman look a little... A little dumb. I can't think of a better word for it than that. Um, so basically, Roman saying he wants Edge's decision by the end of the night. Uh, in the first match on SmackDown, Dominic uh, Dominic Mysterio finally got a win over Baron Corbin with a little bit of help from from his dad, from Rey Mysterio. But hey, you know who's looking? <laughs> um, Cesaro got a win over Daniel Bryan in another just amazing wrestling match between these two guys uh we saw nakamura watching on the monitor in the back nakamura of course uh former tag team partners i guess with uh with cesaro and at the end of the match we saw cesaro with a uh, show of respect for uh for daniel bryan giving you know the fist bump to him so looks like cesaro could be uh making making a little bit of a, a baby face turn as well just just like uh, nakamura has been the last several weeks now by all accounts that spot that Nakamura's in with his face turn and everything was originally intended for Cesaro, but uh, as has been reported online a lot this week, Cesaro's contract had been coming up uh, shortly after WrestleMania. His contract would have expired, but uh, according to the reports online, he has re-signed just this past week, so it looks like they're going to still you know, put him in that uh, in that spot for that face turn. Hopefully they keep it going with Nakamura too, because, uh, I mean, it can definitely work for both of them, so hopefully... You know, they don't flip Nakamura back. That would just be kind of weird. But, uh, so yeah, it looks like we're getting a, a face turn from Cesaro. Uh, we saw a vignette letting us know that uh, Seth Rollins will be returning to SmackDown next week. So we'll have to see who uh, who he's going to be going after leading into WrestleMania. Uh, Bailey got the win over Ruby Riot. We had a, a promo from Bianca Belair talking about her... Uh, her Royal Rumble victory and who she's going to be facing at WrestleMania. And she was, of course, interrupted by Reginald and Carmella. Um, and then uh, Sasha Banks made her appearance. And, you know, Reginald just kind of kept running his mouth and getting under Bianca's skin until she basically beat the hell out of him with her braid, which I, I thought was hilarious. It was great. Uh, Rude and Ziggler got a win over Chad Gable and Otis. Uh, Street Profits were on on commentary for this one, and it was it was great. The commentary was great. Um, you know, very good tag team match. Uh, Gable, I, I I'm still not a fan of these cut and paste tag teams that WWE likes to do, like Gable and Otis. I mean, Otis was part of uh, an established tag team, and they split them up just to put them in another tag team. Same thing with Chad Gable. It was part of you know American Alpha with Jason Jordan. They split them up just to you know throw both of them in in other tag teams with just, you know, at random. So I, I don't understand the thinking 
behind WWE's tag team booking, but it, it is what it is. Uh, Big E retained the Intercontinental Championship in a triple threat match against Apollo Crews and Sami Zayn. Again, another really good match with these three guys. And uh, yeah, Edge came out to uh, cut his promo, was interrupted by Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. And uh, Roman, same thing, demanding Edge's decision, demanding Edge to acknowledge him as the, uh, the head of the table and that kind of thing. And from seemingly out of nowhere, Kevin Owens jumps in the ring and stuns Roman Reigns and just walks out without a word. So that uh, that was how SmackDown ended. I thought it was pretty cool. So they're obviously still kind of keeping with the, uh, the Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns storyline. I don't know if that will lead to yet another match with them prior to WrestleMania. But uh, for my money, I'm pretty sure the WrestleMania main event is going to be Roman Reigns and Edge. Um, that That's my prediction for, for the men's... Uh, uh, championship match that Edge is gonna is gonna choose. So let's get into some 205 live news. Uh, Tony Nese and Arya Davari got a win over uh, Sunil Singh from the Bollywood Boys, teaming with Matt Martell from Everrise. Um, interesting pairing on that on that end. Not sure why they did it that way, but Nice and Davari were victorious in that one. Uh, August Gray got a win over Jake Atlas. Little bit of a surprise. I would have expected Atlas to get the win in that particular match, and then. Uh, yeah, Nice and Navari again making another appearance coming out and attacking both men. So, um, yeah, 205 Live, you know, if you're not uh, if you're not familiar with it, if you don't keep up with it, I would definitely suggest at least checking it out. There, there's some great wrestling going on from some guys you don't see on other WWE shows. Uh, Tony Nese, fantastic wrestler. And, uh, you know, I could say the same thing for anybody on 205 Live, really. All these guys are really good, uh, you know, but they're not on Raw or SmackDown or NXT, you know. So, you know, check it out and, uh, you know, see some guys that you don't see uh, elsewhere in WWE. Uh, some little bit of New Japan news. Tanahashi defeated Takagi for the Never Open Weight title. And I was, as I was talking about earlier, Kenta and Mox are going to be having their United States Championship match on February the 26th. Uh, Jay White has returned to New Japan, so he is, uh, after all the speculation about him possibly going somewhere else, it looks like he is uh, staying in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And New Japan announced this week that they are returning to US TV on February 11th on the Roku channel. Now, uh, yeah, for those of you that don't know, uh, the Roku channel doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a Roku box. You know, it, it, there's uh, an app, you can download it on like... Uh, uh, Amazon Fire TV, or just go on the website. So yeah, February 11th, New Japan back on US TV. I uh, can't wait. I love New Japan. Happy to be able to see it on uh, uh, on TV again. So I'll definitely be keeping up with that. So that's just another hour of wrestling I get to watch every week. So that's never a bad thing. Uh, and uh, let's see some uh, some little bit of uh, some miscellaneous news going on. This week, um, yeah, I talked about Cesaro's contract was going to be coming up in April, but he has re-signed. Uh, John Cena made the, not really an announcement, but just kind of stated that uh, he won't be at WrestleMania due to his filming schedule. And this was kind of challenged by Corey Graves on his podcast, saying that he, he can't see Cena missing WrestleMania. So uh, I'm wondering if, uh, you know, we're going to have some kind of surprise appearance by John Cena at WrestleMania this year, especially with the fans uh, coming back somewhat, you know, in a limited capacity. Uh, Lars Sullivan apparently was released by WWE back in January uh, after no showing a TV uh, and uh, just amongst his many other issues, he, you know, his anxiety issues and some controversial stuff that was going on with him that we won't get into. Uh, but yeah, Lars Sullivan has been released uh, as well as Steve Cutler from the Forgotten Sons or more recently uh, with, uh, you know, with King Corbin. Uh, apparently, WWE officials, uh, Vince McMahon specifically, not happy with him uh, attending the Impact New Year's Eve party with his girlfriend, Deanna Perrazzo, and then uh, shortly thereafter being diagnosed uh, with COVID. So he, uh, yeah, he was released. And I uh, talked about officials wanting Finn Balor at WrestleMania. It was also reported that uh, Karrion Cross is on the fast track to the main roster, which again is why I said, you know, I, I think we are probably going to get Balor versus Cross at WrestleMania, which I think would just be a great match. Um, Parker Boudreaux um, 
a uh, University of Central Florida football player has signed, apparently signed with WWE. I, I haven't seen confirmation of this from WWE, but it's been reported by several uh, outlets online. And, you know, this is a guy that's called uh, uh, the next Brock Lesnar or a Brock Lesnar lookalike. And, you know, he, uh, young, I want to say 20, 21, 22 year old kid. The guy is huge. Uh, does share some similarities with Brock Lesnar. Um, as far as his, you know, I, I guess his size, his haircut, I guess, if you want to go there. But, uh, you know, hopefully they, they don't promote him like that in WWE. Hopefully they give him his own thing, you know, to to distinguish him from Brock and don't just, uh, you know, make him Brock Lesnar 2.0. Because that, I, I'm sorry, that would be doomed from the get-go. Uh, and some interesting news. We talked about uh, the passing of Butch Reed earlier. Uh, apparently Butch Reed was a big fan of, uh, of Will Hobbs from AEW, so much so that uh, he, he had referred to him, to his family, as the... Uh, the uh, the new hacksaw, uh, which is you know high praise coming from Butch Reed, and so I'm I'm wondering if uh, you know kind of as a tribute to Butch Reed, will we be seeing hacksaw Hobbs uh, in AEW in the in the near future? You know he's already called uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, so I don't know if they're going to be changing up his name like that. It just uh, that that kind of harkens back to the uh, the the Viking Raiders fiasco in WWE. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think Hacksaw Hobbs has a nice ring to it. So we'll see if anything comes of that. If not, you know, it's powerhouse Hobbs, that's fine too. You know, just, I thought that was an interesting, uh, interesting little fact there. And our truth has lost and regained the 24 seven championship yet again. This time it was to, uh, former NFL quarterback Doug Flutie, which I thought was just, uh, kind of cool. It was during a flag, uh, flag football game as part of, uh, uh, Super Bowl weekend, so uh, but yeah, he did win it back. So it uh, hey, it's twenty four seven title. Have fun with it. So many people complain about it online that it's ridiculous. Just enjoy it for what it is, guys. It's wrestling. Stop taking it so seriously. Uh, so that's gonna do it for news and rumors and all that kind of fun stuff for the week. So right now I'm gonna throw it over to Charlie G, and he is here with your indie cut. Thank you, Tim, and hey, the wrestling friends. I am Charlie G with your indie cut, or in this case, the GCW Fight for Recap Show. So let's begin with The Wind of God from January 29th. And we started off with Blake Christian versus Leo Rush in a Blackpool 2 out of 3 fall match. Uh, first fall was a regular one with a Leo winning that with a Frog Flash. Uh, second was a Doors match where uh, Christian. Flip Leo through the red door, technically. Uh, third was a casket match uh, where Leo frog, flash, frog splash Blake through a ladder. And then finally beat him with a sleeper, dragging him into the casket. Uh, this is the only the start of Blake Christian's long 24 hours. Uh, second match was Spider Nate Webb versus the one called Manders. Uh, this was a hard-hitting and door spots galore match with the one call Manders defeating Nate uh, with a huge lariat for the win. Uh, even though uh, Manders almost crushed his skull on the stage. So, hopefully he's alright. Uh, third match was Braden Lee versus Minor Reed. And final match, Minor Reed defeated Braden Lee. Uh... I forgot how he won it. I don't even know how it is in the notes, so uh, I must have missed it. Uh, fourth match was KTB versus Matthew Justice in a hard-hitting match. With Matthew Justice, Matthew Justice winning uh, this. Uh, main event of the show was Joy Janela versus Treehouse Lee. Uh, pretty decent match. Joy defeated Treehouse Lee uh, with a uh, at the end of the match, it went through a door, package power driver, super kick. Still was enough till putting uh, Chew Top in a deep Boston Crab for the win. Uh, nice beginning of the 24 hours, only to have an hour powder, power outage. So, Florida Culture was an hour late. Uh, and on, yeah, the tag team match was. Eel O'Neill and Jordan Blake defeating Cameron Jackson and Mike Outlaw. 
Uh, next up was Calvin Pinkman defeating PB Smooth and had a good match uh, with Calvin winning with his indestructible driver. Next up was the rep Dave McCall and Nate Carter defeating Faye Jackson and Willow Nightingale uh, using a pop-up flatliner on Faye for the win. Uh, next up was uh, AJ Gray defeating Mo Atlas uh, with a top rope crossbody for the win. Decent match. And then Ken Broadway took on Lee Moriarty and Saif Al Sabah. Uh, Sabah pin Broadway after two pop up with a hop up second rope blockbuster. And he will get his opportunity at the Pan-African World Dysphoria title. When? I don't know, but he will get a chance. Uh, third show was uh, UV Ultraviolet 60, the Death Hour. So these are all death matches. We had uh, Homicide take on Effie, where Homicide won with a second rope cutter. Uh, second match was uh, Madman Madman Pondo defeating Jeff Cannonball uh, after he hit him with a stop sign close stop sign and a clothesline. So he went pretty much used the stop sign and clothesline with it. Uh, main event was Slack defeating Orin V uh, with a back arm with a back arm bar of all things. Uh, this was a brutal, bloody, and fiery match. Uh, where Slack tried to do a fire elbow drop on V, hitting him, only to take off the elbow pad, hitting the cameraman with the flaming elbow pad, which was a wild spot, I must say. Uh, on to Jimmy Lloyd's Up All Night, starting in January 30th. Uh, we started off with Braden Lee defeating Eli Everfly, J.J. Garrett, Lucas Riley, Lucky 13, and Matt Vandergriff. Uh, pretty nice match to start the show. <coughs> uh, uh, Vandergriff actually held, had a balcony flip, but Braden Lee pinned him, hitting a 360, 360 senton. So that was a uh, wild match, pretty much. Uh, Nolan Edward defeated Wheeler Yuta with a darting headbutt to win. Uh, third match was uh, Young, Dumb, Young, Dumb and Broke of Charlie Tiger, Ellis Taylor, and Jordan Oliver. Uh, they defeated the Ugly Ducklings of Colby Carino, Lance Lude, and Rob Kiljoy. Next up was Ken Broadway defeating Charles Mason with a super kick and a good match. And in the main event, it was Jimmy Lloyd uh, defeating Yoya uh, with a spike pirate driver to win. Uh, Yoya is pretty new to me, so but uh, he looked pretty good in his first match I've seen. On to No Peace Underground, Odium. Uh, Tag match of Odysseon and Pharaoh defeated KTB and Shane Mercer uh, in a death match. Matthew Justice defeated Orin V. Yep, Orin had two death matches and he was not ready for this one, I must say. And then Atticus Kogar defeated uh, Bam Sullivan. By this time, I went to bed, so these will be short recaps. <laughs> uh, on to Catalyst After Dark. Now we had Solo Darting defeat Billy Starks. Carrie Awful defeated Mike Swanson. Uh, Charlie Tiger and Ellis Tater Taylor defeated Brandon Watts and Randy Summers. And for the Catalyst Championship, champion Colby Carino defeated Cheeseburger and Lucky 13. 
Yep, Cheeseburger even made an appearance during these uh, 24 hours, so that was pretty cool. Uh, on to After Hours, uh, Facade defeated Danny Moe, uh, who we all know from Warrior Wrestling. Uh, Steve Scott defeated Kung Fu Janela in a six-man match. Uh, Conan Lycan, Diego Hill, and Frankie Picard defeated Alpha Joe, Jeffrey John, and Solomon Tupa. Tupu. Sorry about that. On to Freelance uh, and Freelance Underground matches. Uh, August Matthews defeated Angel Escalera and Coda Hernandez. Storm Grayson defeated Darius Luttrell. And in the main event there was Davey Bang defeating Jacob Dean and Trevor Outlaw. On to Glory Pro where Kareem defeated Juicy Finale. For the Midwest Territory title match, champion Hakeem Zane defeated the one called Manders. And for the Crown of Glory championship, champion AJ Gray defeated Mike Outlaw. Uh, to Black Label Pro, uh, Calvin Tankman defeated The Rogue. Boomer Hatfield defeated Rob Kiljoy. Levi Everett defeated the one called Manders. And since Drake something could not be there, they've had a very good professional wrestler defeat Rahi Raju in a non-title match, of course. On to Camp Leafrog Cybernetico, where they held a Tornillo Cybernetico 18-man elimination match. Where the best campers of Abs, Abby Jane, Boomer Hatfield, Erica Lee, Jay Lyon, Midas Black, Molly McCoy, Still F, still Life with Apricots and Pears, and the Boar defeated, defeated a very good professional wrestling team, a very good professional wrestler, Blank, CC Boost, Dan Champion, Killian McMurphy, Masha Slamovich, Matt DeMorris, Matt Mikowski, and Travis Huckabee. Yeah. I don't know if I want to see that or not. <laughs> um, and to Effie's Big Gay Block, where was Jared Evans defeating Chris Valentine, Ashton Starr defeated Dylan McQueen, Dark Sheik uh, defeated Devin Monroe, uh, a tag match, Adinson and Farrell defeated Ariel Speedwagon of Joshua Warva and Xavier Faraday. Uh, AC Perry, Ace, oh, Ace Perry, where's that? Uh, oh, here we go. MV Young defeated Ace Perry and Still Life with Apricots and Pears. And Billy Dixon defeated Effie. Uh, following around 11 a.m. Central Time on the 30th, we had Alley Cat's Red Hot Girl uh, block. Where Ziggy Hyam defeated Brooke Valentine, Howadad defeated Kaya McKenna, Lady Frost defeated Molly McCoy, uh, Faye Jackson defeated Erica Lee with a package drop to win. By this time, I finally woke up to start watching this again. And then the main event was Willow Nightingale, Widow, Willow Nightingale defeated Alley Cat with a gut-wrenched powerbomb. Sorry, I'm cold and freezing right now, so excuse me for my stumbles. <clears throat> On to the Iron Man Challenge. Uh, they started with a bonus Nate Webb scramble match of a of Eli Knight defeating Chris Blades, Midas Creed, Raleigh, Riley Rhodes, and Robert Martyr. <clears throat> then for the main event, it was to be Jordan Oliver, who was Synergy Champion, versus Tony Dumpin. Uh, they were only supposed to go an hour. And so it started out very technical for the first 40 minutes, and then turned, then turned into a normal Oliver and Dumpin match with an end in a 3-3 three, three, three to 3 draw. Uh, but someone came out, and they didn't win at the end. So they went another hour. So yes, Jordan Oliver and Tony Deppin wrestled for two hours. 
I don't know about technically wrestling for two hours, but they did. And Alpha won seven falls six. Uh, with uh, while Deppin was holding a crossface to end the match, so he could not pull, tie it up. Uh, the the second hour was more low blows, and this it wasn't that great of a second hour. First hour was really good. Second hour, I don't know. They they took off the GCW Draft Day hour and so and moved it to its own pay per view on March six. So they just did, they went two hours long. So congrats to Jordan Oliver for doing that. Uh, then they started. Then they went to 440's What We Want show, which was pretty much a knockoff of NWO Sold Out for, to begin, uh, where they had El Drunko defeat Eddie Only, who's part of 440. Uh, Mance Warner uh, def uh, took on the Ricky Shane Page Championship uh, champion Gregory Iron to become new champion. So, they're four four zero is two and zero oh and two on this show so far. And then the main event was Atticus Kogar and Ricky Shane Page take on the Mordens of Carrie and Ricky Morton. Yep, Carrie's uh, Ricky's son, and this was a pretty decent match. Only for Ricky Shane Page to roll up Ricky Mord Ricky Morton holding the tights to win, which is kind of pathetic. Uh, at the end of the match, Blake Christian came out to challenge Ricky Shane Page for his title and put up his GCW career. So that turned out to be the main event of the whole. Uh, at the end of the night, I'll get to that when, I, when it comes. Uh, so then it was Violence and Suffering Rockstar Nights with Joe Gertner of ECW fame as ring announcer. So we had... Uh, Ken Broadway defeating Gabriel Sky uh, with a bridging German suplex. Uh, Daniel Garcia defeated, defeated Atticus Kogart in a pure rules match with a deep sharpshooter. And then Eric Redbeard defeated Homicide uh, with a big claw slam. <coughs> uh, during the intermission at this time, uh, they announced that they raised $50,000, $50,549 at that time. So they had one hour left to go. So they've, they reached their goal and exceeded it by the time the show even ended. And then the final show was The World on GCW Part 3. Uh, first match was <coughs> Eli Everfly defeating J.J. Garrett. With a top rope destroyer. Uh, this was a really good match between these two. Uh, Chrissy, Chris Dickinson defeated Juicy Finau with a huge Defy Valley driver. Shane Mercer defeated Braden Lee with a second rope moonsault. That was an awesome move and a very good match. Uh, G. Raver defeated Cole Radrick uh, with a top rope senton through a door. It was an okay match. <clears throat> and then Everett Connors pretty much pulled up the upset, upset of the night, defeating Joey Janela with a crucifix pin after Janela landed his elbow drop. Uh, main event of the night turned out to be Blake Christian versus Ricky Shane Page, uh, GCW career versus uh, GCW title. Uh, of course, Ricky Shane Page hit a top rope slam, even though Blake had... RSP tapping out with the STF, but the ref missed it, of course. So Ricky Shane Page retained, and Blake Christian uh, GCW career is over. He did say his goodbyes at the end of the night. So he, what he started 24 hours and 15 minutes earlier, he ended the show saying goodbye to everyone. And from the looks of it, he is going to probably be on Impact since he was on their February 13th pay-per-view. So good luck to Blake. And wherever he does sign, nothing is official, but good luck to wherever he lands. Uh, the final total raised for auto performers was $54,008 by 966, 966 backers, uh, exceeding their goal of 40000 
So congrats to everyone who donated there. Uh, since I am struggling talking, that's a wrap for me. Till next time, where I will try to recap uh, all the other indie shows from last week, as long as as well as this coming weeks. Uh, don't forget to look up those Twitch streams and YouTube channels for other wrestling content. Uh, thank you for watching or listening. Hope you enjoyed the cut. Thank you all who came out to the Royal Rumble watch party. We had fun. And for the 20 who stuck around the whole time, greatly appreciate it. Uh, keep, safe, keep safe. Take care. Be kind, everyone. And keep warm. Back to you, Tom. All right. Thank you, Charlie. So let's uh, continue on with what we've been doing the last several weeks, our fictional Warrior Wrestling Tag Team Championship Tournament, and that is coming up in the Fantasy Booker. We are in the semifinals of the Warrior Wrestling Tag Team Championship Tournament, and this week's semifinal match is the Jack Street Boys, Cage and Hammerstone, taking on Sam Adonis and Ego Anthony with Frank the Clown. And, uh, you know, this, uh, yeah, this in real life would be a, just a badass tag team match. I mean, Cage and Hammerstone, obviously big power guys. Cage also has the ability to do some high-flying stuff. Um... You know, I, th I personally, I think they'd make an, an amazing tag team. Um, and Adonis and Ego, I mean, that tag team just screams Warrior Wrestling with those two guys. Probably the top two heels in Warrior since the since the beginning. And uh, but I think ultimately in this one, especially with Frank the Clown at ringside, I'm sure he'd make his presence known because he always does. Uh, but uh, in this one, I, I would uh, have to give the uh, the the edge to Adonis and Ego to move on to the finals of this tournament. And, you know, it would uh, it would definitely be a great match between these guys. But like I said, with uh, with Frank at ringside and some of the underhanded stuff that Adonis and, and Ego Anthony are capable of, I, I think they would pull out the win over uh, Brian Cage and Alexander Hammerstone. So coming up next week, it will be the finals of the Warrior Wrestling Tag Team Championship Tournament. Uh, I believe it's the finals coming up next week. Hold on a minute. Let, let, let me make sure before I, uh, yeah, before, <laughs> before I say something or give something away that I shouldn't. Yes, next week it will be the finals of the Warrior Wrestling Tag Team Championship Tournament. It will be the Rascals, Dez and Wentz, taking on Sam Adonis and Ego Anthony with Frank the Clown in their corner. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that that match in the finals, that that is warrior wrestling i mean you're, you're not going to find four guys that that just personify warrior more than those four guys so that uh you know in real life it would be a great match and it's going to be a great one to uh to just fantasy book so uh, make sure you check that out next week so let's keep rolling right along into our final segment of the show this week uh where i give kind of a not-so-popular opinion, and this week I'm going to be doing something a little different, but I think it's still going to be something that uh, can be hotly debated, and I'm talking about the weekly hot take. So like I said, I'm doing something a little bit different this week. Uh, we've got 10 weeks until WrestleMania, so over the next 10 weeks, I am going to be counting down my top 10 WrestleMania matches of all time. The reason I'm doing this on the weekly hot take is because this is a subject that is very hotly debated by a lot of people. Uh, there, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of agreement, uh, uh, you know, between, I mean, there's a handful of matches that people say, you know, these are the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time, but there's almost no agreement on which one is the greatest. So, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go down my personal top 10 over the next 10 weeks leading into WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, again, it, it's my opinions. These are my top 10. I'm not saying this is the definitive top 10 greatest WrestleMania matches of all time there. It's my top 10 greatest of all time. So we're starting off this week. Number 10 from WrestleMania 29 in 2013, uh, John Cena versus the rock for the WWE championship. And, uh, you know, John Cena, at that time, got a whole lot of hate from a lot of wrestling fans. And, you know, The Rock is one throughout his career, has gotten a lot of hate as well. But this this match 
this was huge. I mean, you know, Cena and The Rock, arguably the two biggest stars to come out of WWE, and I just mean in general mainstream stars. Um, and you know, this was uh, it was one of those generation versus generation things. Rock, of course, part of the Attitude Era, things like that. John Cena, at that time, the part of the the current, you know, the I mean, John Cena had been the top guy in WWE for years at that point. John Cena spent more time at the top of WWE than anybody else in history. And, uh, you know, it was it was exciting to see. It was it was a fantasy match. I mean, you know, there's no other way to put it. That That is a dream match, The Rock versus John Cena. And they did it two years in a row. But uh, I picked this particular one because it was for the championship. So it was like the, the top of the top. And, you know, I think I think historically, I think this was a very important match in WrestleMania history. Uh, and it it wasn't a bad match. I mean, people complain a lot about Cena and The Rock, for that matter. They're they're in ring work. And, you know, they're not uh, neither one of them is what I would call smooth in the ring. You know, the they're, the way they move, the way they execute their moves, especially if they're they're doing something a little more flashy, like Cena's leg drop off the top rope. It ain't the prettiest thing in the world, but it works. And ask yourself this when it comes to The Rock and John Cena uh, in regards to how good they are in the ring. How often, how many times can you name that either one of them have botched a move? Because I, I really can't think of any off the top of my head. I'm sure it's happened. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're perfect. But, you know, how, how, how many times do you recall either the Cena or The Rock botching a move or hurting an opponent or just generally screwing up in the ring I, I i can't think of any off you know straight off the top of my head like i said i'm not saying that they're perfect i'm sure it's happened somewhere across the years but for the most part you know the both of them are very solid in-ring workers yes they have their quote-unquote five moves of doom you know they play their greatest hits because that's what people pay to see you know but uh, so yeah, my number ten greatest WrestleMania match of all time: The Rock versus John Cena uh, for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 29 in 2013. So uh, that's gonna wrap things up for this week. And uh, so yeah, coming up next week we'll have uh, results from NXT Takeover uh, Vengeance Day, as they're calling it, as well as uh, uh, Impact No Surrender that is taking place uh, this coming Saturday on February 13th. So two. Uh, two pay-per-views or uh or specials or whatever you want to call them coming up uh this next weekend so we'll have the all the results and uh stuff coming out of those shows so uh for right now i am going to sign off once again i want to thank everybody for watching listening and subscribing on youtube podbean spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from make sure to check out our website catchhookshoot.wixsite.com slash catchhookshoot it's right at the top of your screen so uh check that out Scan this uh, little Linktree code right here or head to Linktree slash CatchHookShoot for links to everything that is CatchHookShoot. The web stores, all the uh, the podcasting apps, the YouTube channel, Twitch. Um, yeah, if you were not able to join Charlie and I for our uh, live Twitch stream for the Royal Rumble, it, it, it is up on Twitch. So head to twitch.tv slash CatchHookShoot if you want to, you know, watch that back and hear our takes on it and, uh, you know, queue up the uh this year's Royal Rumble on your WWE Network. Watch it along, watch it along with me and Charlie. So uh, yeah, head over there and check that out. So with that, I'm going to sign off. Hope everybody has a great week. Enjoy all of the uh, great wrestling that is coming up this and every week. And I will talk to you guys soon. Mm-hmm.